Hello and welcome to the Fishcast. We are the world's first and foremost fishman's podcast. This podcast is really intended for anyone who is already a fan of the band Fishman's or anyone who wants to get into their music. Uh, Fishman's, for those who are not in the know, are a, a Japanese band who primarily released their music in the 1990s in the genres of reggae, dub, and later on some dream pop. Uh, my name is Ray Carlton, and this is my co-host... Christian Garcia. Chris was actually a fan of Fishman's before me. That's right, yeah. And how did you find out about the band? Well, through a wonderful site. <laughs> Called Rate Your Music? Rate Your Music? Yeah, I of course. I mean, I'm sure that's where most of their American fan base is from. Yeah, uh, Fishman's never really gained popularity outside of Japan while they were an active band. It's mainly come uh, in more recent years through Rate Your Music and their live album, along with their album and track Long Season, which are both very popular on there. So, you know, Chris being a a rate your music fanatic. I mean, it was, they gained a lot of their popularity just through the internet as a whole, which is, you know, really impressive. Like 20 years later, they amassed such a large audience just through the internet. Yeah. And, which I am a part of. That's how it goes. That's a, how it a goes. Digital citizen. Well, yeah. Uh, so, what year did you find out about the band? In 2018, I'd say sometime around August. It was soon after their music was finally added to Spotify after being pretty hidden. Had you heard time. about them before that? or So you were uh, just kind of waiting until it was yeah, more accessible? I know there are a few albums on YouTube, but I, I just never got around to them. But once they're on Spotify, it was a lot more convenient. Yeah, True. Yeah. What was the first uh, Fishman's track or album that you listened to? The first album, I started with the live album, which uh, for most people isn't a great entry point, but I was just so hyped, you know, people talking about it all the time. That and Long Season, so. So I guess the first Fishman's track I've ever listened to was Oh Slime. Oh Slime. Wonderful. Yeah. And as for me, uh, Chris was the one that got me into the band. Sort of around the same time he told me about them. And I listened to Long Season, the studio version, and part of the live album. But it really wasn't until this year when I started listening to the band more and actually became a fan. Not that I disliked them when I listened to them earlier, but more that I just didn't ever have the time to listen to their entire discography until recently. So basically, this podcast, we're going to be going through every Fishman's album, going through track-by-track -track reviews in each episode, and then eventually we'll be covering the live album along with its accompanying uh, sort of live concert. And then after that, we'll be talking about all of the sorted singles, b-sides, bootlegs, pretty much everything. Every single release. Every we'll try to get to release. it. And uh, as Chris is the more experienced Fishman's fan, he'll sort of be guiding me through this. I've heard all the albums at this point, but really only once or twice per album. So I think his opinions are already established, but I'll be reevaluating what I feel. Maybe I will too, never know. True. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of just our musical backgrounds, what was some of your favorite music before getting into Fishman's? For a while, a lot of, you know, post-rock acts like Swans and Godspeed really got me into real, listening to music. Real, write your music, boy. Okay, hold on, let me finish. I mean, recently, for the past couple years, it's been mostly electronic music. Autech is a big one. Autech and Boards of Canada, you know, the two, the only two IDM artists Boys. ever. Yeah, yeah. The, those are those are pretty much the main ones, the most important ones. Do you think least. that any of their sort of style carried over into Fishman's, like any reason? No. No. I don't think so. So Fishman's are like totally new to you in terms I would say of so, Yeah, like I'm, I'm always into some, you know, some pop music. But I, I'd say the main bands that I generally listen to, like they don't really carry over in terms of style. So in that regard, Fishman's are a bit of a, a bit of an, an outlier. Nice. As for me, uh, my main band has always been the Gorillas. 
And just a sort of disclaimer, I don't know if any of the listeners here are uh, also fans of Gorillaz, but if you are, you may have heard of the podcast Hallelujah Monkeys. It's a really great Gorillaz podcast that's been running for a few years now, and uh, our format for our episodes is pretty much going to be directly ripped from theirs, just in terms of how we do the track-by-track reviews, uh, using certain adjectives to describe things. So uh, just a shout-out to them. If you're already a fan of Gorillaz and you haven't heard of them, go check them out on Spotify or YouTube. Uh, and if you want to get into Gorillas, yeah, Hallelujah Monkeys, really good podcast to go check out. But uh, other than Gorillas, I've always been sort of an indie pop boy myself, yeah. uh, big into like MGMT, Glass Animals, even some Coldplay here and there. It's kind of been a guiding force for me. So I guess that is what drew me into Fishman's was uh, how, you know, they're rooted in pop music, despite occasionally getting a bit more experimental. And I've never really been into dub or reggae at all, so Fishman's is kind of my first Adventure in well, you like area. the gorilla self. I like the gorilla self-title, but I don't know if that really yeah. really counts. So, as for uh, the history of the band in their early years, what was going on? How did Fishmans form? Who who are Fishmans? What is a Fishman? What is a Fishman? I'm not sure what a Fishman is, but Fishmans, the band, was composed of members Shinji Sato, who's a vocalist, occasionally guitarist and cornet player. True. Kenichi Motoki, who was the drummer and provided vocals on the first album. I also see on their uh, Wikipedia page that uh, Motoki used a sampler. Oh, yeah, I guess he so. Credited. Yeah, and you know, you can see on his drum kit that he plays, it's a combination of acoustic drums and electronic drums. Nice. And so. who was their guitarist? Guitarist. Is this a quiz? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it was, was it Kensuke Ojima? It was Kensuke Ojima. That was him. Guitar was and background vocals. And I know their keyboard player, Hakase. You're getting ahead of yourself. I, I wrote all this down. So basically, Fishman's oh, formed in 1987. That is. In Tokyo. Uh -huh. More specifically, in Minato. And originally, the only three members were Sato, Motsugi, and Ojima. For the is next really? couple years, they were playing oh, shows yeah. around Tokyo. Their bassist was the next to join. Yuzuro Kashiwabara joined in 1988. Probably, aside from Sato, the most distinctive member of the band in terms of his really strong his bass, bass lines. His bass is... It's the, in your it's face. The it's the bass. Okay. And then it wasn't until 1990 when the keyboards were added with uh, Hakase. I guess I was just thinking in terms of their like first album. Since that, that's True. What we're yeah, talking. so today what we're going to be talking about is uh, Chappie, Don't Cry. It's the first full-length album by Fishman's. It was released in 1991. So four years after the band formed, so by this point they had already played numerous shows kind of been a staple of the local Tokyo scene. Mm -hmm. Kind of surprising to me that they released their debut album so far after they formed. Yeah, do you, so. Why do you think they waited? Not sure. I, just... I know there were a couple songs in them on a compilation of other Japanese ska and dub songs. I think it was called Panacurda, so it was like 1988? This is true. 87 or 88, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I'm not sure why it took them so long to record an album. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the band did sign with Virgin Records in 1990, so they really weren't on a major label until around this period, so maybe they were waiting until they gained some more traction and a big fan base. Yeah, could be it. And ahead of this album, there was one lead single, Hikoki, or Airplane, which has sort of become one of the band's signature live staples, probably because of its inclusion on the 1998 live album. Yeah, and this album was produced by Kazufumi Kodama, and he told the group, Let's make a Rocksteady album. Oh. That was yeah. the basis of the record. Wow. And I guess it sort of is that to some a little, degree. It, it, in a weird sort of way. It's related. 
you know, Yuzuru with his rock steady bass lines, of course. Those bass lines. So before getting into this album, I guess we should talk about the general trajectory of Fishman's as a band and sort of how they're perceived. Because I know that this album, at least on Rate Your Music, is probably the least critically acclaimed of the band. It has a rating of 2.74 out of 5. And I, the, sort of the common theme that I see is people saying that it's not really a necessary album, that it's kind of just mainly like an interesting, you know, like a stepping stone into what they would later do. Less that it has value on its own and more that it's just like for diehard fans. Do you agree with that? <sighs> not really, just like based on principle, only because I mean, first of all, like, I love them so much, so I would never just discredit one of their al albums as just being a, a stepping stone or, like, unimportant. But I do see where people are coming from. It is, it doesn't really, I mean, besides the whole dub reggae thing, it doesn't really share a lot um, with their later albums, or even albums around that same time period, like, the kind of stuff that they wanted to do. It, it's very familiar, very derivative. So I get, I get where people are coming from, where they kind of put it off. But. It's true, and I also think it really depends on the order that you listen to the Fishman's albums. Yeah. Because I know for you, like, you started with the live album and kind of the more hyped up stuff, and then you went back in time and listened to their other projects. So for that, I could see... And that's where most people... Yeah, like, I could see how in, in that instance the album could be kind of disappointing. But for me, I mean, I was already familiar with Long Season, but when I got into Fishman's, I listened to their discography from start to finish. Mm -hmm. So I listened to this before a lot of their later stuff. So for me, it felt more... Um, I think I was just able to accept it for what it was. Yeah. I wasn't really like disappointed because I didn't have any expectations. Yeah. And I think that's sort of uh, maybe the correct way to listen to it. We were talking before about how there are all these charts online saying like, if you want to get into so-and-so band, start, start with this with album. Song. And yeah. then if you, you know, if you like this, then go to this album. And I really don't like that. I think as long as the discography isn't massive, you should really try to, you know, just listen yeah. to each album and see the evolution. Yeah. All right. So like I previously said, a lot of this podcast is going to be sort of informed by the format of Hallelujah Monkeys. And one of the things that they do on that show that I really enjoy is they pick three adjectives to describe each album. But in order to sort of constrain themselves, they choose a random letter for each uh, album. And then you have to choose three adjectives that begin with that letter. So for this one, I got the letter V, which was really tough because there aren't many adjectives yeah. that start with V. But uh, my first adjective for uh, Chappie would be varied. I think this album, a lot of people think or say that it kind of all sounds the same, but to me on a first listen, it's really only a few tracks that are in a similar style. Like the album was surprisingly varied and it really changed up from track to track. And I think the sequencing and just the, the range and the diversity that the band shows here is really promising, especially on their debut. Like it's not nearly as, um, you know, widespread or influenced by a variety of things as their later albums, but it is surprisingly, uh, you know, just stylistically diverse for a debut. And then my second adjective was versed, as in like, well-versed. Nice. Because I think, uh, like I was saying before, the band didn't release this right after forming. They waited for a few years. So, although some people might say that it sounds kind of rudimentary compared to their later releases, I think they sound very confident at what they're doing. Like, it definitely sounds like they've been playing together for a while. And they're just well-versed in all of the, you know, stylistic trappings of the genres that they're working in. It never sounds like the band is out of their depth or that they're attempting to do something that they're not successful at. So they might be playing it safe, but I think they're playing to their strengths. And then my final adjective is virginal. Um, <laughs> this is true. Sort of, I mean, I, I have to agree with this, um, especially given the context of the band's later work. 
this album definitely does sound more like the seeds of something germinating than uh, really like the full flowering tree. Um, a lot of the elements here uh, are sort of the first time that something happens like Shinji doing this really high voice or things like that. So they're not necessarily that interesting on their own, but in the context of future releases, uh, you can sort of see where things started from. And I know this is the, kind of a fourth adjective, but I wanted to say one V word that this album is not is voluntary. I think a lot of Fishman's fans think that you don't need to listen to this album or that it's not on the level of the other albums. I disagree with this. All, yeah. all albums are Three important. important. Yeah, I, like, exactly. I like this album. So album. if you want to get into the band, I really recommend starting here as opposed to anything later. And if you're already into them, I recommend taking a second look at it. Yeah. What are your adjectives, Chris? All right. I mean, I got a better letter. I got F. But even then, it was a little tough. F for um, Fishman's. Uh, <laughs> funky Fresh. Okay, anyway. And mostly because he ended with the adjective virginal. I'll just start with one of mine, uh, familiar. I already said it earlier on. Yeah, they're, they're trying some things, but it all does sound... Like, you're not going to be blown away by it. And I'm not trying to, like, insult the album by, by any means. Yeah. But, it's yeah, like it is. Food. It's exactly. I was gonna say it's a very comfortable, familiar experience. It's kind of kind of feel like home, especially if you're already into like dub and reggae music. I like this one, flaccid. Flaccid. We have flaccid and virginal. This is yeah. an interesting adjective. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was mostly saying this because not a whole lot of tracks. It just sounds like I'm ragging on this album. It does. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me. I love this album. But um, plenty of tracks. Uh, I don't know if this is just because they're just starting off, but. They don't, they, a lot of them lack a bit of punch and not just in the production sense. They just, they feel a bit aimless or they feel sort of rudimentary. Yeah. yeah, which, you know, is fine. Shinji is not in his fully erect state yet. <laughs> That's an yeah, image you can, I didn't want in my yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, okay, my last adjective. This one's a little more positive. Frolicky. It's Frolicky. Nice. Yeah, that one, yeah, I really like that one. It definitely captures a very fun, joyful, delightful mood. It sounds like a frolicky little morning. And I think that really continues into their later work. I mean, aside from yeah. maybe some of their final albums, which are a bit more melancholic, a lot of their earlier albums are really like, you know, you're, it's middle of summer, you're riding your bike, you're walking down the street hmm. with a, a little spring in your step. Also some orange juice. Orange this, juice. This album makes me think of orange juice. If I had the word, or if I had the letter O. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, just like a nice fresh glass of OJ. It's just kind of comfortable and it's it's tasty. Yeah, I know it's a little weird, but that's just one of the things I think of. When I listen to Chappie, I want a glass of orange juice. Chappie. And I guess before we actually get into the tracks here, uh, let's talk about this cover art. Because oh, uh, yeah. for me personally, I've always been a real big advocate for, um, for good cover art. Especially when checking out new artists, I really feel like... Uh, you know, if I've heard positive buzz behind an album, I'm probably going to check it out regardless. But if I'm just browsing through iTunes or Spotify, it really does depend on the cover art, whether or not I'm going to check something out. That's true. So I listened to this album because I was getting into the band, but I feel like this cover art, it's its their worst cover. Do you right? Okay, maybe that's true, but I still kind of like it. We got, some, we got hat. some hats. You got hats. Who's Chappie? What's going on here? That I can't, that I'll never, I've never figured out. Chappie, it's, it, looking at it, it looks English. It does. It's, it's like the chappy, the vibe. hat, everything. The font. Everything. Yeah. But no, it is very much Japanese. Does, does the cover resonate with you? Not really. I'm just I'm just so used to it. I've never really thought about it. But yeah, like obviously if you take a closer look at it, it's hats and it's fishman's. 
True. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we're not really talking about uh, rating the cover art, but I would probably, I don't know. Is this, like. this going to be the only album you talk about the cover art with? No, I really, I, 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 I'm especially critical here because a lot of the later Fishman's releases have some of my favorite cover art ever. So this one really just pales in comparison. When I'm scrolling through their Spotify looking at the images, I'm just like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, but, yep. alright, so with that out of the way, let's yeah. get into the track by track. By track. So the first track on Chappie is uh, Hikurikai Teta Futari, which uh, translates to two people who were turning back. about this track there's a really hype intro kind of just yeah. leads you straight in with excitement a little bit yeah and then honestly this is one of my favorite courses on the album yeah yeah but that's honestly the most I can say for plenty of times oh, like, I, I just do that a, yeah maybe not <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I that's like the main strength of the track for me is that chorus and the way it goes right into it yeah it's just propulsive i also yeah. like the opening drum break oh yeah the this drum sound that you hear this like boom 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 really becomes like a big staple of all of fishman songs oh yeah i mean i don't know if that's really just like a broader thing in this i style think so of music. but you know they, they make it their own but specifically for them even in their more chill tracks there's always these really cool drum breaks yeah absolutely. um yeah it feels like a machine sort of sputtering to life you think oh really just like i don't know like it's just propulsive it, yeah, it's not really laid back to me I find it almost too laid back. Really? Way. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I would never imagine anything like mechanical being used to describe. Like this or song. like, a, like yeah. a life force, a fish starting to swim in the ocean. Okay, that's better. So, I mean, yeah, we get the, oh, the opening drum break, a verse, and a chorus, and then a little while in we get a guitar solo. How do we feel about this solo? I thought this the first one on this track is a bit basic, but it's still fun. Yeah, it's all right. And I guess this is what I was talking about earlier. And like, even when they do like a guitar solo or they add in like a little funky part, it doesn't feel confident enough for me to really like get into it. It feels like it's there, and I don't really think about it after. It's pleasant. It's pleasant. It works. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the backing vocals on this track, do we know who they're by? I Either Motsugi or I'm sure it's just the band. I'm yeah. sure. And Motsugi, like I know later on, provided a lot of backing vocals. So I anyone... like the use of them here, though. They really support Shinji in a good way. Yeah. But yeah, like you're saying, I think the song goes on a bit too long, and the energy kind of dies off after the first guitar solo. Yeah, exactly. But then, it's not over. We get another guitar solo. I actually like this one more. It's a bit funkier on its own. But in the context of the song, at this point, I've kind of lost interest. I mean, I'm still grooving, but this song, like a lot of them on this album, is well past the five-minute mark. Yeah. So I think around, like, three or four minutes, the song kind of has reached its zenith, and then... it keeps going. It keeps going. It, it, like, it has the potential to be, like, a really great opener. Yeah. And it kind of just meanders a bit. Yeah. Like, I think it's a really strong opening, particularly just the first few moments of the track and, like, the first minute. And yeah. the chorus is great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Although, I will say, during the verses, there's, like, these nice little guitar fills that come in at the end of each yeah. line. I love those. Yeah, yeah. Those kind of It's very nice. As well. Yeah. So, in terms of the lyrical content of these songs, uh... We speak very little Japanese. Uh, we both any. took Japanese class in high school, and I took a few more in college. But um, you know, as we've never really been immersed in the culture, yeah. we're from we're from Arizona, by the way, Gilbert, Arizona. 
not a really big uh, Japanese-speaking Japanese area. Oh, really. So we know a few words, but generally we have no idea what these songs are about. Um, so judging from the title, two people who were turning back and sort of the mood of the track, yeah. do we have any ideas what this is about? For me, I, I, I think it's kind of a beat, even but though... I don't know. It sounds a bit like melancholic. Like, melancholic, yeah. Like, are they turning back because they're like leaving each other? Personally, I'm making the prediction that this song is about going back to visit your home, or like yeah. you're turning around but to get to somewhere better. Maybe. Or it could be like a metaphorical, like like looking back. Uh, yeah, and you're like reflecting With fondness, positively. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So since we don't know, we're actually going to be translating all of these lyrics through Google Translate. It'll be a bit rough. And then uh, sort of discussing them. We know that um, it would be much better to actually have an accurate translation. Which we don't really have. We don't. Also, I feel kind of bad just asking people to translate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not good. Cool, so I have the translated lyrics right here. So we have uh, two people who turned over. One sunny summer day, I saw a silly movie. Watch a movie with no money. <laughs> it was that summer day when I was laughing. If you open the door, it will be heavy rain outside, splashing concrete, cracks in underground passages. Two people who turned over. Loud echo. Look at the screaming woman. It's like a movie with nothing to eat. It was that funny summer day. The dark night city that I kept walking on the guardrail. <laughs> the dark night city that I kept walking on the guardrail, wet with rain. Not even like a comedian who can't sell, doing silly gags three times. The flow of time is so fast, crossing the eyelids. Such a day today, on the wet crosswalk to the station. Punch your left shoulder. <laughs> What's going on? Here? I mean, Are like, we blaming this on uh, Google Translate? I'm gonna or? blame some of it because there's. At least, like, uh, in regards to what I said, a lot of it kind of fall, like falls into that, but then you have, like, lines like, punch your left shoulder. Yeah. I feel like some of those, like, those are... Um, <laughs> There's also kind of a juxtaposition a here between these light images and dark. Like, we have a silly movie, Sunny yeah. Summer Day, which yeah. kind of is what the song sounds like, but then exactly. he says, you know, the screaming woman. Like, is, is, he, is he seeing that in the film, or is that It also, happening? like, is... Maybe it's... I don't know if this is, has anything to do with the translation. Is it... Maybe originally it wasn't supposed to sound like a screaming woman. This is maybe, true. Yeah, maybe it could have been something that got lost in translation. But you know, I, I know what you mean. But yeah, overall, I would say this track does seem sort of positive and reflective. Yeah. Um, you're watching a movie with your friends. You're like, it was it was a good yeah. time. Silly movie. Okay. Silly movie. Yeah. There you go. Cool. So our next track is uh, one that I previously mentioned. It's Hikoki, which translates to airplane. This one became a live staple. So how do we feel about the studio version? I love it. I'm a big fan. It's one, it's probably, I would say between this and another track, it's definitely my favorite on the album. Something about like the chorus, this is where, because I find they're really strong with melodies and this is like one of those tracks in their early career that like really showcases that talent. It's, yeah, the vocal melody that Shinji's doing, it kind of keeps getting higher and higher on the chorus. It really yeah. feels like, I mean, not to be kind of cringy, but it sounds like you're in an airplane, you know, like taking off, oh, yeah. elevating. Okay. But then you have the, that piano refrain that actually goes down, mm -hmm. and that one is just beautiful and it's iconic. Yeah, everything about the track, everything just fits together, it flows right, and despite it being like 
the same length as these other tracks, which feel like they go on too long. This one does not overstay its welcome at all. Okay, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like this track pretty much has the exact same structure as the first one. You know, we get the opening and the first few uh, verses and choruses, and then we get a guitar solo. This guitar solo doesn't work for me at all, though. I really preferred the ones on uh, Futari. Like, this one, it's kind of sputtery. It feels like it never really locks into exactly, a yeah. groove as it, much as the other ones. It's not playing anything wrong, but it's not playing anything that I really care about. <laughs> it's not playing anything right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's there. It yeah. is it it's is there. occupying occupying space. But also after that we get our first synth solo on the album. This one I kind of have the same issues. It's kind of just there. Um, it's kind of sputtery. It never really is grooving as much as I would like. So I would honestly say this one. In terms of melody, I think it's really strong, but I think this one drags a little bit more than the first one. Really? I don't think it's as strong as the first track. I just feel like, um, but like besides those solos, like everything else is just amplified. Yeah, the and melody it feels... here, it's, it's really great songwriting. Yeah. Um, so, not to be obvious, but I think the song is about maybe flying on an airplane to someone that you love. It seems there's a sense of excitement or longing in yeah, the piano. Yeah, and, and I noticed this, especially with these first three tracks, there's a theme here. All three of them use the lyric futari a lot, which means two people. Especially in like the repeated chorus at the end. I I forget the exact words, but it does mention like two people. Futari. Our boy Shinji's in love. Yeah, I think so. Maybe he's I, I think it's something about like meeting this person or having like or spending a really nice time with this other person, you know, these two people. Although it seems to be from like an outsider's perspective, like not him and another person. Yeah. But just two people. Yeah. Like he's telling a story. Nice. Oh yeah, that's right. Because I know one of the words used is a monogatari, which means story. So it's like the story of two people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the... Stop well, it. Yeah, we'll get the lyrics. So before we get into the lyrics, do you think there's a reason why the band chose this song to appear on a few live albums? Like it seems to be one of their favorites from the album. Well, I do know it is the first single. I feel True. like that has something yeah. to do with it. And I feel like it might be... Especially at this time, one of the more iconic tracks, mostly because it was a single. Yeah. So I feel like that has a lot to do with it. And I know, like, with Plenty, like, especially with the last concert, they're trying to represent all parts of their career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I do feel like this is really probably the most representative track from this album. Yeah. I don't think it's the strongest uh, track in terms of them just playing, like, reggae music. We'll get to that one later. But um, I do think, yeah, it, in terms of what they're trying to do on this album just as a whole, if I had to choose a single, it would probably be either the first track or this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. All right, so let's get into these translated lyrics. All right, the Google machine has worked its wonders and we have our lyrics. Now that sky is over, two people watch. The airplane is dim. You two were looking up. Your story also jumped into that sky. Airplane drawing. You were dirty in the blue sky. The story of the two is always the same day. Even after many times, the contrail that doesn't disappear is still that. I can meet you here all the time. I'm waiting without disappearing. Follow the plane secretly. You two were looking up. Even after many times, the contrail that doesn't disappear is still that day. And then we got boon, 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 boon. Beyond the building, boon, 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 boon. I jumped. So yeah, I think we were right here. Um, you know, two people, they're in love. Their story is jumping into the sky. Um, you know, love repeats itself. The story of two is always the same day. And I like the contrail not disappearing, sort of like... Oh, yeah. The plane is making, you know, lines in the sky that are still there. There you go. It's beautiful. It's really, oh, man, I think these cool. lyrics translate... Except for the line about, you were dirty in the blue sky. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, just like... Is he talking about, like, having sex on an airplane? Nice. Is he in the Mile High Club? Shinji. Shinji. Ask, 
Oh. oh, yeah, we also haven't said this, but uh, Shinji. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Our, our just, boy. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Is, we have uh, a lot of respect. No longer with us. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Next track. But uh, on a lighter note, let's get into the third track. This one is the first track with the title in English. It's called mm -hmm. Special Night. First thing I noticed in this track is that I knew a word at the beginning. He says mainichi, which means is every right? day oh, in know, Japanese. That is true. Yeah, I was proud of myself. And he also says atarashi, which is new. new. So yeah, we got new words. every day. Something that we can just translate this ourselves. Yeah, pretty much. I immediately, and we'll get into the structure later and how uh, it might sound a bit familiar, but uh, there is a difference here. This one is a little darker in tone, just a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say it feels a bit heavier and groovier than the first two. Yeah. Sort of similar things instrumentally happening, but it just uh, hits a bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, how do you feel about Shinji's English voice when he when he's this is the first English lyric he said on the album when he goes special night. How do we feel about that? Does it sound kind of goofy or what's I mean, going on? Yeah. I mean, he's not a fluent English speaker, this is so, true. which is fine. I'm not I gonna know. make fun of him for it. No, I'm not. I, I guess what I'm saying is like, do you think? This is a quality that people enjoy in Fishton's music. It's sort of not not the mispronunciation, but sort of the inclusion of English lyrics. Yeah, I, which yeah, I, like I think it. a lot. A lot of their bigger songs later have English lyrics, and um, sounds kind of yeah. sounds a little goofy. Yeah, I guess and it's so. not. It's not because he's not an English speaker. It's just because his voice sounds like it does. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about it. I just yeah. I, I I really like it for one. I think yeah. it helps the track stand out. So yeah. This one, yeah, it does feel a bit more focused on Shinji and the vocals and less on really interesting or different instrimentation. Although there is, I don't know if it's a marimba or not, but there is that like nice little solo. Because yes. you gotta have a solo in the I was gonna get to that. Oh, sorry. Um, so just like the other ones, once you kind of get into the groove on the song around the three minute mark, it keeps going. We get the first trumpet solo on the album by right. Shinji. Uh, I think this one, it's a nice addition to the track. It's cool to hear it included here, especially to kind of like differentiate this one from the first two tracks. However, but it, you know, it's kind it of falls into the uh, same yeah. traps as the other solos, yeah. which you know, I appreciate the effort, but you can't always play. And then yeah, then we get the marimba, the bell solo. This one is definitely unnecessary, <laughs> um, but I like the way it sounds. I like the way it sounds. Of, yeah, but I think this is kind of. Uh, I know I said earlier that the album's very varied. I think by the time you get to Special Night, this is the only time where uh, it feels a bit stale. I think it's just because these first three tracks all follow the same structure to a T. Yeah. That, you know, by, by the time the solos are hitting on this track, you I just feel like I've heard it twice before. Yeah. So, but I, I do enjoy it, and I like that they changed up the tone a little bit. That is, that is yeah, true. But it's not one of my favorites on the album. I think this song is about a special night. It's He's, he's going so. out on a date, maybe? Or he, they're just about it, to play a show? It's just, you know, the tone of the track. It's, it it's makes dark, you wonder. Though, right? Yeah. Not brooding at all. It just, yeah. you know, it does take a little... It takes a bit more of a serious tone, so... Any ideas to, what it's about? I have no clue. All I right. know it's called Special Night, and I know it, what it sounds Let's like. Let's plug it into the Google. These lyrics are great, I think. We got, I'm tired every day. Wow, wow. Same. <laughs> but I'm drunk tonight. Wow, wow. There we go. So That's where he's, he's really... Is Shinji... Does he have a problem? Is he, is he yeah. drowning his sorrows in alcohol? 
Iron the washed shirt, a new story begins, because tonight is a cheerful special night tonight. After a long time tonight, that girl who is tired of work will get wow wow. <laughs> She's getting wow wow. She's going. I dance every night, every day. Wow wow. Jump in on a light step. I'm very excited today, because tonight is a cheerful special night tonight. Let's drink tonight. Special night. Wow, so really nothing dark here at all. I mean, it's it does of, start off with, you know. You know, he's drunk, but, but he's tired every day. But it feels like, if anything, of, I think yeah. the, the dark tone of the tr or darker tone of the track is really just reflecting, you know, the city lights, the atmosphere of the city at night, yeah, instead of just. Yeah, know, I don't think lyrical. it's a dark track at, all, yeah. track at all. But yeah, good good lyrics. Cool. I like getting wow wow. Uh, what is wow wow? <laughs> <laughs> yup. Nice. Great so, track, special night. All right, fourth track, also an English title. We have Good Morning, sort of a hey, sequel to Special Night, maybe, the, so. the morning after when he's hungover. And potentially he is because Shinji is not doing vocals on this track. It is Motoki himself. Yeah. How do we how do we feel about Mojiki's vocals? If I believe this is the only, uh, at least on a Fishman Studio album, or any track yeah, where I Shinji. Yeah, I can't recall another song where he provides his lead vocals. And honestly, I don't dislike him. He sounds fine. Yeah. He doesn't sound any more rough than Shinji does. He's a bit clearer and just more sort of like punctuated. Shinji kind of. Yeah, it sounds like he is trying to reach the like that higher register. Yeah. But you know, it's fine. I I just think. Because Shinji's not on vocals, it does lose a bit of its character. It shows just yeah. how important Shinji is to the group. I wrote the exact same thing. I said, oh, you know, it, it really shows how necessary Shinji's voice is to Fishman's unique sound. I put that this feels like my parents got divorced and my mom is introducing me to my new stepdad. And like, he's cool and, you know, he works, yeah. but I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know about this. Like, I, I, miss, I miss Shinji here. I guess so. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of distracting. Because yeah. I'm sure his vocal performance is great it's just all i can think about is when is shinji coming yeah. back but on the same level i do appreciate it especially since i was sort of complaining about how the how by the third song you fall into this sort of drawl so this really does serve to um spice up the album and give you something new like i if you were listening to it and you were disinterested this gives you a new sound. something yeah I, however the song itself is yeah, necessarily I, I don't, new yeah it's a fine track and i appreciate Montague's effort and as opposed to shinji i don't really like the the way the english sounds in the song Really? Good morning! I don't know. And he throws in a little, I like the little ooh ooh yeah. over the synth solo. That's cool. Uh, but that synth solo, it's kind of cheesy. A little bit. I mean, can't really ask for too much. This was 1991. This true. So. I said that this song sounds like uh, the opening theme on some morning news show. It's oh, just you know, that's, yeah. very bright and, you know, not, not, not much subtlety here. Yeah, not really. But yeah, we also have a bass, sort of a bass solo, or at least a moment here where the bass is spotlighted. Um, I really enjoy that. There's not much going on. He's kind of just playing just the chords. Yeah. But he's but doing a little like, you know, funky. Flourishes, you know? Do, 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 do. And then we get sort of a buildup near the end of the track where the guitar comes in over the bass and they're sort of doing a little solo or duet together. And then the synth comes back in. So then there's this really cool outro where there's no more vocals. And it's mm -hmm. kind of just musical interplay. Oh, so yeah. I like it's... that one because they kind of break the track down to its bare essentials and then build it back up. 
But yeah, other than well. that, this is probably it's my least favorite song on the album, just because so. the melody doesn't really stick with me. That's right. The vocals really I don't really enjoy, too. so it's not aside from the instrumentation, yeah. not much here for me. So, what do you think this one is about? A good morning. You're waking up. Took the words right out of my mouth. Drinking yeah, a I glass think... of OJ. Maybe I hope so. I hope there's a mention of orange juice in this one. Well, let's see. Let's see. So the lyrics on this one, pretty straightforward. Let's go to the next town. Turn around that corner beyond the end. The flow of the car as usual. Let's go whistling. Stop and look back a little. Squeeze through the crowd. Somewhere to somewhere far away. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Nice. I walk around. I'm looking around. I am getting tired. More and more motivated. But one day I suddenly woke up. Woke up. Woke up. Woke up. This is from the perspective of like a dream. Maybe. Like maybe that like last part. It sounds like a night on, or a morning. Morning. Town. It, I think it really is sort on. of a sequel to the last track because we also have a mention of getting tired here. Oh, you're yeah. still pulling yourself together. I think that theme works well with this sort of like dub reggae sound because it's sort of laid back but also energetic. At the same yeah, especially time. like this right in contrast to the sort of night vibes from the last one. Yeah, it's one, very yeah. like your alarm clock is going off and you don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to be yeah. so mean. It's the track. Yeah. It I, exists. I enjoy it for what it is. Nice. Cool. Right. <laughs> so the next track also sort of throws a little spin onto the formula that we're accustomed to. It's called uh, Natsu no Moide, or A Memory from Summer. This one, I would, it's the shortest track on the album, yeah. at 3 minutes and 22 seconds, which <laughs> is short, it, it shows yeah. you how long most of these songs are. Yeah. So I kind of consider this one an interlude and not, at Perhaps least in, in the context. Originally listening to this album, I never really thought, it was one of those tracks that I know I heard, but I couldn't really, um, couldn't really talk about it. However, on a re-listen, you know, preparing for this episode, uh, it's become one of my favorite tracks. I don't know if it's, you know, that high up there, but I'm so in love with the sound of that trumpet. Yeah, it's, so, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's so simple. And I compared it to, like, the melody of a nursery rhyme. Nursery, or, like, just, like, scales, you know, just, like, someone practicing. Yeah, but it sounds... Like, the tone of it. It's yeah. so relaxed. And it must have been the time of night that I was listening to it, but it put me in such yeah. a good mood. And I like that. I mean, you know, there's no lyrics here, aside from Shinji kind of, like, showing up in the middle and being like, Oh, hey. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, it honestly sounds, with the title, A Memory from Somewhere, like he's sort of reflecting on maybe, like, learning the trumpet or just sort of those early days. That's why I think it's so simple. It really fits the track. Mm-hmm. And I also thought that it doesn't feel like Shinji's gone here, because he isn't. He's playing the trumpet. But yeah. the trumpet's tone is very similar to Shinji's own voice, especially mm-hmm. over, you know, the bass and guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, they're both kind of high-pitched and, like... Also, like, you know, what what it's playing. Like, if he were to yeah. sing lyrics in mm-hmm. that same... It would make sense. So I think it's a great stand. And honestly, this I love the song. It kind of is disappointing to me how the trumpet, like, really doesn't really show up again on future Fishman's albums. That's true, yeah. Only a few occasions that I can It's utilized really well here. Um, and also later on, the trumpet and the synth sort of team up playing the same melody, and it's that beautiful. Sounds... Yeah. I am officially baby. Um, So yeah, I think it's great that the song ditches the vocals and continues to break the monotony. So really by this point, if you're listening to the song, I don't think there's any argument to be made that this album is, you know, all the songs sound the same. Because they don't, there's different stuff happening. Yeah. But yeah, to be fair, 
I think the song is too long. I think they could have had it, but that's just the criticism for the album in general. Yeah. The album is only 10 tracks long, but it's nearly an hour, which really shows that the band, I don't know, this might be a sign of immaturity, because I feel like maybe later on, more seasoned bands feel more comfortable, you know, cutting things, shortening their songs, because they feel so confident in them. Mm-hmm. So maybe the length of these songs kind of reflects on like the freshness of the band, or they're just like scared to cut anything. We'll never know. But yeah. either way, Natsuno Omoide. Okay. Yeah, if you want to talk about the lyrics. <laughs> uh, yep. Nice. And you know, speaking of songs going on too long, oh, gonna, you didn't. I'm gonna segue into the next track. The sixth track, Future. This is the longest track. It's almost nine minutes long. I don't know why. I personally, so we're at a bit of a disagreement here. I, I love this track. Um, this is sort of the final uh, track on the album that's in the normal like dub reggae style of the first few tracks. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier, I think this track is actually the pinnacle of that sound on the album, like the most really fully realized. Interesting. It's just to me, I'm, I'm gonna start off pretty negative here. I. The chord progression, which you'll hear pretty much that the entire nine minutes, it does change a couple times. It's so not grating, but after a while, I just I can't I don't feel anything when I listen to it. It is a bit slower paced. That's and it's not even that it's slow though. I don't know. There's nothing about it except the end, which I mean you can get into. Well, let me defend it. Yeah, honestly, I think the main draw here is actually just Shinji's voice. Uh, His vocal performance here is my favorite on the album. And he kind of, uh, he, you know, he's like moaning, like there's this break two minutes in where he's like, ugh. And then he goes, Anatomy! And it's ah. just amazing. Like, he, it feels like sort of the Shinji on later albums with all of his vocal quirks wasn't really present up until this point. Like, later on when he uh, says, Future! It's just like, it's beautiful. And it's sort Shinji of, he, he breaks into full baby mode. I love it. Yeah, and I, I do enjoy the end because it does start to pick up and introduce some cool things, but I think for the first, like, six minutes, I don't know. It's nothing bad. I I don't hate the track. I just don't feel anything. I don't think... See, this one makes me really nostalgic. I love that trumpet solo, and I like the chords. It, like, yeah, it kind of goes on, but really unlike some of the five- or six-minute tracks, this one kind of flies by for me, maybe just because I enjoy it a lot. But yeah, I would probably say this is my second favorite song on the album. I think this is really, if you if you ask me to play, you know, just a song from Fishman's dub period or just a song from this album, I think this one really is like a fully realized form of that. I guess so, I guess so. But uh, the lyrically here, what do we think is going on? Is he, is he worried about the future? Is he just kind of sitting back and preparing for it? I'd say more the latter. I mean, I'm not, obviously not too sure. Yeah. I don't remember, I don't recall there being too many lyrics. Maybe there were. Are there? Are there a lot yeah. Of well, not really. Maybe compared, it's just more spaced out. I think that's what. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But a lot let's of future going on. See. Yeah. Let's see. So there are actually quite a few lyrics on this track. We got future invisible afternoon for you. Future, the disappearing lights are sparkling. You come when you forget. You are like the king of the future. I'm floating alone. A word or something like I told me. That translated wrong. <laughs> if you run out of breath, better to sleep. Turn off the switch. Don't say you don't need a future. The inseparable sky, the shaking clouds, you are like the king of the future. I'm floating alone. If you spin at high speed, just the carousel, just switch it on. 
So, I don't know, it's very abstract here, probably more so, so than any other track so far. Maybe because it's about the future. But it seems confident. You are the yeah. king of the future, sort of like you're the master of your own destiny. Yeah. But yeah, the disappearing lights, though. It is very melancholic. A bit, yeah. Not, not you know, sad. I think this one sort of is a sequel to uh, Natsu no Omoide because it's very, you know, just kind of breezy. I feel like I'm floating. You think all these tracks are kind of like coupled together on purpose? I do, yeah. Because no, like, like the first two tracks really uh -huh. work well together. Yeah. Special Night, Good Morning. Yeah, I think I, I, I have no problems with the sequencing on this album. I think it's great. Oh, yeah. And another great instance of sequencing is on the next track. This one's called Inago ga Tonderu, Tokyo Tower Mix. Nice. And it translates to Locusts Are Flying. So what is the Tokyo Tower mix? Do we know this? I, I is there a version of the song? That if there are, if, if there are, if there is, I don't think I've heard it. I've only ever seen the Tokyo Tower mix, and like even on their single compilation. Okay, so it's not like, just on Spotify. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe maybe it's somewhere. Um, Shows how much of an expert I am, but it is the Tokyo Tower mix that is all and confident. Either way, I think this is perfectly sequenced. Probably my favorite moment of sequencing on the album, putting this after Future, because if Future was really like the sprawling embodiment of like their sound up to that point, yeah. this is like the furthest stylistic departure on the album. Yeah, um, and it's and it's short. It's so fun. It's I so love fun. this. Right, it's it's not dub or reggae at all. It's just like no. nice indie pop, kind of like acoustic. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I love it. Acoustic guitars and everything, that melody. Oh man, it's just. And I knew another word on this one. Which Denwa. One? Do you remember? Phone. Oh! So someone's calling him on the phone. Um, yeah, I think the guitar solo here is really probably like my favorite one on the, on the album. It's great. It's oh, just funky yeah. and rocking. But I also think the guitar maybe just works better over this style of music. Maybe, or maybe they just. They're more familiar with how to like write a good guitar solo. Over, yeah. Music. Yeah. Who knows? Also, I love the yeah, 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 yeah chorus uh, near the end yeah, when yeah, sort of everyone's yeah. singing together. Oh my god, it's this is one of my this is one of the first tracks. I mean, other than Hikoki, there really wasn't a whole lot of like yeah. I don't dislike any of the tracks in between, but there weren't any tracks that really grabbed me. This is the first in the album, and like honestly, till the end of the album. Yeah, it's definitely super just... energetic. Um, I don't think it has like the strongest melody on the album, but just like the general vibe and the, the switch up in instrumentation, I love. And also over the outro, we get this really cool synth that's sort of going up and down, just like over oh, the last yeah. few bars. Yeah, it's great. Um, this is my third favorite track on the album, right behind Future. I can't say I enjoy the melodies as much as that track, but this is definitely in the top three. This is my third as well. It doesn't sound like anything else the band has ever done. It's great. Yeah. I mean... We agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in terms of what the song is about, I mean, you got this really poppy summery vibe, and he also says holiday in the song, but it's called Locusts Are Flying. So what's going on? Like, do locusts come out in the summer? Is that... I don't live in Japan. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that maybe, like, locusts it's... come out, so he's saying, like, you know, the locusts are flying, so it's summertime, yeah. we're he's on calling someone on the phone because he's... Sees it, he's like, "Oh, I gotta." Locusts are flying, which means it's phone time. But uh, let's see I what time know. it is when we translate these lyrics. Looking at them right now, these are probably the most uh, simplistic lyrics on the whole album. We got, "I came to play, I came to play, yeah, 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 yeah." Occasionally, take a break. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, don't lady is running. 
the message from you, I want it. Lady I know, on the table, the meaning of peanuts. Excuse Do me? we think that this is properly translated or no? I feel like peanuts is. Maybe it's something about there's no, there's no locust here though. Then we have holiday after a long absence, holiday with you, peaceful holiday. I'm always crazy. <laughs> so sort of like just maybe, running around. I feel like the title might just be like a context thing. Like maybe the song isn't about locust, but maybe that's just, um, since I don't really know, maybe that's just like a signifier of like it being summertime. The track is just about yeah. the summertime. Yeah. <gasps> Almost knows? sort of like, like a haiku, how the scene is just set by describing, you know, like the movement of an animal. Yeah. And that's, it just tells you what season it is. Yeah, there you Funky. go. Funky, I love it. Uh, but if we're talking about a track that I really love... Hey, I wonder if you share an opinion here. track. It's a Go-Go Club de Sude Chigai. Or Passing Each Other at Go-Go Club. So before we talk about it, this transition from Locust oh. into this album. <laughs> another great moment of sequencing. Locust kind of fades out and then it just like swoops in. It feels like it's just one big track almost. Is Go Go Club? What is Go Go Club? I've never actually looked this up. I've always just, I just listen to the track. I'm you not gotta, sure. You gotta go go. <laughs> uh, you think it's an actual place? I don't know. Look it up. Look it up. All right. So, uh, it, it's not a specific place. It it might be referring to a go go bar, which originally referred to a nightclub bar or similar establishment that featured go go dancers. While some while some go go bars in that original sense still exist, the link between its present uses and that original meaning is often more tenuous and regional. I so love it's Wikipedia. just a type of yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just on Wikipedia. Just right a type now. of club. Yeah, I guess so. That's yeah, which kind is... of fits this. I feel like they sort of go back to their classic reggae sound here, but it's way funkier. It is. It goes the rhythm so here hard. and the way the piano sort of like yeah. moves around. That piano, it adds so much. Generally, like all the instruments, I feel like on this album, they play their role, but they don't really stand out. This piano. Yeah. It goes. This is like the first true banger. Of the yeah, album. it's great. It feels like some video game soundtrack, like some Donkey Kong, oh, like yeah. jungle music almost. And on, and this gives me a moment to like highlight something I really like about this album is that. The production specifically with the drums, they sound so good. Oh yeah. It's so punchy, it's so clear, it's so good. It's great. It's good, yeah. But yeah, this track sort of, I picture like someone running in endless circles, really? sort of like around and around, because it's oh, just, yeah. I don't know, there's something like absurd about it. Um, also, Shinji's voice here, he's oh, so, he's, he's like angry. Speed. Yeah. He's growling, what's going on? It's sick. Yeah. Oh maybe, man. Maybe that high note in the future wore him out. Yeah, maybe. And now he's like, yeah. So yeah, I feel like by this point in the album, Fishmans have really done a great job of establishing their sound, so this track kind of subverts it in a way. Like, they've established that they're really good at doing this one specific thing, and here they're, like, they twist it around, and they make oh, yeah. it more of a banger. So I, I love it. The guitar solo here, it's like acoustic, it sounds like some, like, flamenco Oh yeah, stuff. Like the, it kind of sounds like a zither, and I wanted to talk yeah. about this, because it, it shows up um, plenty of times like throughout the end of the track. It, it's such a nice touch to the album. It's such a nice... It's spicy. It's spicy. There you go. It really does, yeah, especially... I'm glad they didn't whip out their... Just electric, you know. It's it's wild. Um, and then we have this really loud sort of like... How would you describe it? The loud guitar in the back half of the track that comes in like... Wow, wow. Oh, it's kind of, you know, it kind of has that... Uh, 
funky like wah-wah sound to it. And I just, ooh, ooh yeah. yeah. And uh, fun fact, we actually sampled this this guitar sound in the latter half of the track in a, a track of our own. We'll get into that later. Oh, wait, do you want to do you want to play a little clip of it here? Yeah. Okay. That was a cool little thing that Chris did with that track. Yeah, while in fact, ago. yeah, I, in fact, I remember him telling me that he wanted to make like a dub track, and I was, you know, obviously I'm listening to Fishman's 24/7, and I was listening to Gogo Club, and I heard that break where it was just the guitars and the drums, and I'm like, that's perfect. It's such a, it's such a great tone. It's so bouncy, but it's kind of. Ah, I don't know. It's just ah, love, it's yeah. spicy. Yeah, yeah, and then we also get these cool like synth bleeps in the outro. Oh, they yeah. sound like sonar or something. And then the flamenco bitch guitar comes back in, or zither, and then the piano, it and it just keeps building. So this is um, one of those tracks where like it it does like go on and on, but I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, it, it feels it, everything's super interesting. And there are always new elements coming in, and just yeah. in general, it feels really fresh. Um, what is this track about? So we know he's at a go-go club now. We know there are go-go dancers, and his voice, I, don't, uh, I think Shinji is horny. Maybe. I think Shinji he is, sounds very... He's trying to fuck. He's in control of his situation. He is running around the go-go club, maybe chasing someone, but not in like a creepy way. In, like, yeah, a, let's be one thing clear. In, like Shinji's a foxy kind of way. Yeah, you know, he gets around. So are we, are, we, are we really thinking that this track is about sex? I wouldn't say it's about sex. It's about... It's about being... I, I feel like especially the nature of the track... Club. You know, maybe. Okay, well, we'll, we'll find let's out. We'll see. find out. Cool, so the lyrics here we got Autumn Breeze, the eyes are out of sight, and I can't speak any words. Heavy air situations. Interesting. Strong and irresistible. Tired and irresistible frustration. You can hear that in his voice, I think. Sure. The broken rules, the boring vacations. I can't do well with you. Let's stop doing bad plays. I love to wash clean. My room is beautiful. <laughs> wow, this isn't at all what I thought. I want the guy to drop like a pillar, oh. but try to skip the light jokes. She wants to me so light. She wants to me so light. I can't do well with you. Let's stop doing bad plays. And in the go-go club, outlaws, I'm swinging my arms and a t-shirt that seems to tear off with a gold ring. Actually. Actually. What? Well, He's he's swinging his arms. He's going wild. Also, is that that is sung in English, right? The, it is. She wants, she wants to, to me so like yeah, okay, yeah. That's so that's cool. That's cool. Okay. I don't. Well, it means a lot of things. I a lot it, of things. It's of course take it with a grain of salt. This is Google Translate they're using, but yeah, yeah they're ripping off their shirts. Broken rules. Frustration. But it does start off like normal enough. But I think it's confirmed. This track is horny. I guess so. <laughs> Maybe. Nice. Anyway. Nice. Next track. Oh, okay. The penultimate track. We got Chance, number nine. Ooh, uh, the rapper. Um, this one kicks off with some trumpet. 
I personally think this is the prettiest trumpet melody on the whole album. Yeah, definitely. It's all, this is also one of the two main bankers of this album, this and Go Go Club. It's just a banger, really. I think so. I don't it, know if I would call it that. It's a bit slow. However, what really propels it forward is that kick drum. It just, mm -hmm. it plays on every beat and it's throughout most of the track. It really brings the track, just, it gives it so much energy. I love it. Uh, does, does Shinji say sandwich on he here does. or am I crazy? Okay. One of the first lyrics, he says sandwich. I love it. Oh my God. It's, it's so fun. And that, yeah, I like the, it feels very light and reflective. Like, I'm glad that it's placed at this point in the album. It's kind of back to that stylistic root of the first few songs, but it feels different here. It feels like they're like, look how far we've come. Very like, refreshing. Yeah, 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 refreshing. It does take those sounds, but it just amps it up a bit. Also, we get baby Shinji back and he says, shiny light. And it's he does say beautiful. that. Beautiful. I yeah. love it. Also, the middle section here. Yeah, let's talk about that. So cool. You just, so you just get this sort of like hi hat, hi -hat for a while and bass. And then this wacky, like, liquidy guitar comes in. And it's like, and it's drippy. It's kind of drippy. And when he comes back, when Shinji comes back, there's this one specific sound I want to talk about. It's this cymbal hit, but it, like, kind of pans left and right. And it, it, it just sounds really mm -hmm. cool. Because yeah. it's just a short little, like, snappy cymbal hit. I just love it. It happens again later on. Uh, it's just, once again, it sounds oh. like Shinji has a sore throat in the back half of this track. When he's saying, uh, Sukisa, oh, yeah. he's like, Sukisa! And it's 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 dry. Boy needs some lozenges. Um, Think so. Do you like his his voice in the I track? I love his voice in this it's track. Cool. I love everything about this track. It's I think it's so somewhat far. Reading. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I I I like it. I think this track does have some of the same problems as the first few, though. By the time the third trumpet chorus comes in, I'm kind of over it. Like I'm for never me, over it. the beginning of the track and that middle sort of wacky experimental section are probably the coolest. But then by the end, you know, it's it's another. Six-minute track. Oh, fine. I, I, I didn't even know it was six minutes. Honestly, some of these tracks, like, I would say, like, Hikoki and Chance, I don't even, they don't even feel like they're six minutes long. Yeah. Um, but I would put this right below Inagoga Dondoru, which is my third favorite track. So it's your fourth? It's my fourth favorite. I, could I have thought we seven. were just doing top threes. I, okay, I won't, I won't go any farther. I'm just saying it That's approaches. That's true. It's, it, it's, it's yeah, it's probably, like, high middle for me on the album. Um, so, lyrically, I sort of already said, but I think this sandwiches. is... Oh, well, it's either about sandwiches, but I think, just based on the tone and nothing else, I think the song is, like, Fishman's starter from the bottom. Like, I think they might be reflecting on their own career, perhaps? It could be, yeah. Saying um, that it. it was left up to chance. I'm really reading into this. Based solely on the title and how it sounds. Any ideas? I have no ideas. Other than sandwich and well, let's see. shining lights. Cool. So the lyrics here, we have, let's get. There's not so much I want. Nothing. I'm waiting for you to come. Sandwich it in your mouth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what is happening here? I want because I didn't, I don't really read into Fishman's lyrics often. So I just want, I didn't, I would never expect them to get I don't this think, I, I think this might be a mistranslation. Maybe That's he's saying there was a sandwich in your mouth instead of sandwich it in your mouth. I don't know if they would really use. Especially on a track like Sandwich this. is a verb. You know, it feels kind of, yeah. yeah. Then we have the left jab pierces your chest, your footsteps every time you approach. Shining eyes, it's shining. It's pretty eyes like marbles. This is shining eyes? Yeah. Well, it's pretty eyes like marbles. About the future, tomorrow, I don't understand anything. Hey, tell me now, hurry about you, hurry, hey. Because now it's a feeling of love, but I can't find the answer yet. Because now I'm waiting for a chance. So, so it's not, it's not reflective, it's more about future again, sort of looking forward to, you know, take your chance with someone. Yeah. I'm saying difficult things. I'm walking 80% of my property. 
<laughs> Not all of it. He's got a big room and he's only walking around 80% of it. I don't say bad words, so I like it. I love cigarettes. <laughs> he does. Shinji, so we've established that Shinji has two vices, alcohol and cigarettes. Also, I mean, maybe drugs later on. But we knew about the cigarettes. There's plenty of pictures of him and his... Also, it was back in the day, so I don't Everyone's know if we should really, smoking. you know, judge people by the morality of today. Um, I don't like my face, so I like it. <laughs> Same. I like it because I speak in my own words. I like it because I'm just talking badly. Just fun, just like you. It'll excite the dark me. Wow. I don't know how many of these lyrics are a result of bad translation. But honestly, but... I feel like if, just based on this translation, this, this is probably my favorite lyrical moment on the whole album, just we have a lot of interesting things here. Like sandwiches, 80% of my property. This is very fun. It's very, very fun. Awesome. It's yeah. sort of, it's just weird. Just like it's the a... weird middle section of the track. Like, yeah, there's that th theme of like, taking your chance with someone, obviously. Yeah. But... Also, I don't know. I don't know what most of that track is about. It's a lot of things and happening. The track that we do know what it's about and is not very strange is the final track on this album. Do we know what it's about? It's just called Piano. It's called Piano. And, and this one, a very creative title since it's a stripped back song. Really just Shinji, and piano, piano, and some, some guitar. I will say this though, before, what are you, okay, actually you start off. I was gonna say, this track is nice, it's pleasant, but it feels kind of like an afterthought. Like it's really pretty, and I like that they strip it back. Once again, you have a moment of variety on the album, but there just isn't a lot to say about it. The melody doesn't really stick with me, and it's it's near the bottom of all the tracks. I really... Originally I thought that, and yeah. I, I still don't hold it to like that high of a regard, but I do think when it first starts, like the first 30 seconds is so beautiful. It sounds so nice, and kind of sets you up for something that doesn't actually happen. And I think, like, the chorus, not a huge fan, it sounds a little cheesy. It sounds, they're trying something, but it's, it's a bit awkward. Yeah. And I like, I like it as a closer, but again, it, it it's a bit awkward. Thanks. Yeah, like, I like closers that strip back and sort of uh, show a different side to the band. So I, I like it more in the context of the album, but I don't know if I would really listen to it on its own. Uh, however, I... You're right, and I, I do agree with you. But there is like a second sort of chorus. I don't really know the structure of the track like offhand, but I know there's like a second chorus that mentions piano, and I know it happens before the outro. And I like that. Like there's, I forget yeah. the melody. Oh, but... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, it sort of switches up, and the melody is a bit clearer. Yeah, if the whole yeah. track had been like that second chorus, yeah, I think like it the might chords be change it's just a little stronger. Nice. But overall, I mean, it works. It's really pleasant, and it's a nice way to close the album. But. You know, not much to say. Not much to say. It's it's good. So, what do we think it's about? Playing the piano? I feel like... Watch this is about, like, guitars, and we just don't know. <laughs> but let's see. So, here we go. What to do if you want a piano? Where do I go if I want a piano? A piano, piano store. store. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a piano, you can't escape. I can't do anything if I want a piano. Ah, piano. This is a bit more, uh... This is... Angsty than I thought. <laughs> I can see all of your desires. Don't hide anything. Let me know. Why are you so blurred? How can you calm down like that? Ah, piano. I fell asleep without giving up. The piano is calling me with a lonely face. Music keeps chasing into dreams. If you want a piano, you won't calm down. 
and then when the piano walks, roll your arms. Keep hitting the keys, and the morning is coming. A bit kind of darker and angstier. Yeah, like, it is about a piano, though. He's That's almost like trapped by the piano. Like music yeah, is music is his his dream, his nightmare. I guess so. I guess so. God. Well, that took a different turn. <laughs> I didn't, didn't expect it to. Turn but out I love that. But it does. Hey, hey, it does add something to the track. I so, guess. Yeah, for a debut, I think having a ten-track album is great. So overall, our thoughts on this album. Let's do uh, just go over our top three tracks again each. So for me, I had a. Uh, Locusts Are Flying at number three. Really yeah. cool stylistic detour there. Future at number two. I think that's the best of the, the reggae dub tracks here. And then Go Go Club at number one, I think, indisputably. I would say that's probably the only like classic song from this album, the only one that really transcends the album. Excuse me. Um, we actually share... <laughs> our top threes is essentially the same thing. For three, for my number three, I have Inagoga Tondere for the same reasons. We've, we've talked about it. Uh, for number two, Hikoki. Oh. It's uh, but sort of the same as future. I think we, yeah, we're getting the same things out of those tracks. Exactly. And number one, it's Gogo Club. Nice. I mean, honestly, it is a toss-up between Hikoki and Gogo Club. They do approach each other, but I think for the most part, when I go to Chappie, I really want to hear Gogo Club. Nice. Yeah. Same. It feels like to. the sort of, and especially with its placement in the latter half, it feels like the climax of the album. Yes. Exactly. Um, and my least favorite track is Good Morning. I don't really, this is probably the only track here that I barely get anything out of. Like maybe the outro I enjoy a little bit, but otherwise yeah. can't really see myself returning to it. I'd say same for me. Either that or, forgive me here, maybe Future. Yeah. We'll say, but I would say, honestly, I would prefer Future over Future, yeah. Good Morning. Yeah, there you go. That's my least favorite. <laughs> and Good then morning. in terms of just moments on the albums, not songs, just like specific maybe vocal moments or instrumental moments, my top three are, the third one would be the middle section of Chance. Where there's all that wacky guitar stuff happening. I think that's really cool. And second would be the outro of Go Go Club, where the instrumentation keeps building. Oh, yeah. It's like amazing. And number one would be when Shinji becomes baby on Future. I think that's okay. sort of just like he's really coming into his own as a vocalist and exploring his. Yeah, because that's lane. honestly maybe not a problem. Just something I noticed on this album. He isn't as confident in his voice in his voice as he is, as you can hear in like later albums. He's at least more restrained. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, you know, maybe that's just it. Maybe I just mistake it for that. I didn't rank moments, but I can think of some because I know nice. there are very there are select moments that I really appreciate. Um, yeah, the middle section of Chance, but I love how it comes back after that. So more specifically, like when he's reintroduced. Also, that simple noise, like honestly. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, the repeated. I actually, I think this is my favorite. So I'm gonna find another one. You know, I'm gonna steal yours. The end of Go Go Club. Yeah, that is honestly such. Yeah, you've, you've said all that needs to be said. Um, my favorite moment is probably the end of Hikoki with that repeated chorus. Oh, and when the piano nice. Comes yeah, back, that's really yeah, strong. I love that chorus. Hikoki, it's the track. Hikoki, it's the track. I, I enjoy it, yeah. It's really grown on me since I first heard the album. Mm -hmm. um, so overall, album pros for me, I think this has excellent sequencing and flow. It's really, like, well-composed for a debut album. The only lag that I even had, or time when I thought that the album was sort of slowing down, was during Special Night, but after that, it keeps varying. Um, and the craft here is really good. I feel like the band is really confident in what they're doing, and especially with the melodies and the songwriting. The melodies on this album are always great. But my only cons with the album, it's overlong. I think you could really have every track be like three or four minutes, and it would be like much better. Yeah, even some of my favorite tracks. I yeah. can see where you can kind of, yeah. even if I don't mm -hmm. necessarily agree with it. Yeah, I don't know if I would cut any tracks. Maybe, oh, may, maybe Good Morning. But otherwise, it's like, you could just take a, like, a guitar solo out here or there. Yeah. And then the cover, I don't like the cover. But it's, it's not really keeping okay, me from enjoying yeah, the album. Gonna... Yeah. 
Okay. What about you? Any general thoughts? Uh, I agree. <laughs> you agree? It's, yeah, a, it's a great much, album. Yeah. I mean, I don't like fully agree with what you said about like um, their confidence in songwriting and melody. Like, I don't think it's a problem either. Oh, it, it just, definitely gets better. But I think this is it is better. great. It shows that like they've been playing together for a few years and it's natural. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I, I really don't see how this is rated so low on Rate Your Music and just like regarded kind of you as don't it hear, is. Like even. I love you hear, it, yeah. like, their other early albums a lot more than you hear about Chappie. Yeah. People just kind of want to forget that Chappie exists, and I'm not sure why. I don't think I would be, like, a super huge fan of this band after just hearing this album, but it, I would definitely be interested to check out their other stuff, and... Especially since, like, yeah. hearing... You're going to hear about those other albums anyway. If we were to give it a numerical rating, I would probably give it, like, a 7 out of 10. It feels like a solid 7. Like, a lot of what's happening here is working... And the things that aren't aren't necessarily bad, it's just sort of, like, excessive. Yeah. Um, it's funny, because I feel like you've been generally more positive in this review than I have. You gave it a 7. I would give it an 8. It, it might just be because the highs that I feel the album has. I like them more. <laughs> like, I feel like there's more highs. Yeah. It's hard to explain. You know what I mean, though. I I love the album. Yeah, if I anything, really it, is, it is very consistent. Yeah. Like, I think you pretty much know what you're getting when you listen to this album. It's, it's orange juice. It's there for you. Is that the theme? That's the, that's the theme. Orange, orange juice. juice. Nice. Drink your orange juice. All right, so that is Chappie. Um, it is, yeah. I love that that movie. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. Neil, no, Neil Blowcamp. <laughs> Every time I look up Chappie on Spotify, like Chappie Don't Cry on Spotify, the Chappie soundtrack comes up. I'm like, yeah. yep, that, that is it. All right, well, so yeah. uh, please listen to Chappie and uh, maybe let us know what you think. We have uh, some social media. We might get more in the future. Right now we just have an Instagram it's going to be a Fishcast. I'm going to open a Twitter after this, like right after this episode. The actual handle of the Instagram is Fishman's Podcast. And our, our profile picture is a part of the cover from Kingmaster George, the second Fishman's album. And our next episode, right? Or? No. So we, actually, our plan is we're going to do an episode once a month for the rest of this year, sort of covering all of the albums, live albums, and EPs. So the only real EP that Fishman's have that's like a prominent is Corduroy's Mood. Is Corduroy's Mood. So that, that is, is right. what we're going to be covering next month. And then we'll get to Exciting. Keymaster in March and just go an album a month from there. Real excited for that. So yeah, until then, keep listening to Fishman's. Uh, so yeah, you can find us at Fishman's Podcast on Instagram. I am a giant fish on Instagram. <laughs> Unrelated to Fishman's. Let's get one thing. It's me, actually but... a Gorilla's reference. But nice. yeah. that's for another time. It really worked out. Um, I am <laughs> gonk.aka.mantis on Instagram. I don't have time to explain what that means, but... He's gonk. I am gonk. It's an Autech reference. I guess both of our Instagram handles reference bands we really like. Nice. So yep. yeah, keep an eye out in February for our Corduroy's Mood review, and after that, uh, a few episodes in, we might start doing some polls once we establish a listener <laughs> base. Maybe this is our first episode. Ranking our favorite songs, ranking our favorite albums, and yeah, if you just have like any other ideas for episodes that we could do, let us know. Message us. Constructive criticism. How yeah. does my voice sound? We pretty much have our first year all set with just reviewing all these albums, but whatever we do after that is totally open to what people want to hear. We can review yeah, there are a couple like, adjacent projects or just like yeah. whatever. There's a couple bootlegs that we definitely have to hit. Bootlegs, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, past that. Every Fishman's track will be covered. It's just a matter of beyond that, what are we doing? Because they're not active anymore, so. Even tracks no one's ever heard, we'll get to them. Yeah. We'll find them. So that's been Fishcast. Woo! We did it. <laughs> Love you. I'm unstuck, baby.